Soul Inspired Leadership's latest podcast. And today I'm excited. I have two guests, Janelle Coppersky, Janice Coppersky, sorry, Janice, um, all the way from Calgary, who's been on before and to me, one of the best blog bloggers around and writes on great subjects like where you focus, where you put your energy, how you make things happen. Uh, and my other good friend, Kimberly Davis, who's all into brave leadership. And I resonate with that as well, is the fact that to be a good leader, you need to be brave. Because if you're not, you take too much of the outside noise and that, that means you're not strong enough to do what you need to be doing. Mm -hmm. So welcome both. Thank Karen, you, Ross. It's so much fun to be here with both of you, two of my favorite people. Thank you. Yes, I'm just delighted to, uh, to join up with you both. Perfect. Yeah, it's fun. So we were just talking about off air about what we're going to talk about today, and we could talk for 20 years if we really got going. But we today sure. it's going to be a bit more about, um, it's a bit about that energy thing that Janice often talks about, and, and now Kimberly's been talking about it, it's just self-care. So Janice, uh, oh, sorry, Kimberly was saying she just finished an article about it, so I'll let you start off. Oh yeah. So this this morning, Ross, I was I was actually writing about um, having. I'm, I I tend to be an introvert, and. Um, and, but the work that I do, I do a lot of speaking and teaching. Of course, it's, it's very extroverted uh, work. And so when I finish teaching a, a session, especially if I'm teaching uh, on stage leadership, which is the, the main program that I do, I, um, I am wiped out the next day because I get up early in the morning, get up about 4.30 in the morning, and I am racing to the finish until about 7 o'clock at night. And so at the end of it all, I just pretty much collapse. And what I've learned over the years is that I really have to set really good boundaries for myself because, uh, because if I don't give myself an opportunity to refuel and regenerate, I really have nothing, nothing left to give. And it's, it's interesting. Um, you might be able to, to relate to this or some of, uh, yeah. some of those of you who are listening might be able to relate to this as an, as an introvert, I regenerate by myself very easily to me. I can do that nonstop going on and on and on and on. And that is refueling for me. But, but when I'm out with a group, um, it, it taps me dry and I love it. It's absolutely fantastic, but I find I, I empty myself out. And so um, what I've learned is that I have to, have to really watch what I put on my calendar. There is no way that I can book another group event uh, within a couple of days of doing, uh, doing an, a one big yeah, group yeah. event. If I'm doing a keynote or if I'm teaching on stage leadership, I can't do more than one usually in a week. And uh, from a business perspective, that can be rather limiting. But what I know to be true is that if I were to, when, when I do schedule, and I have done it, and I, and, and I re have always regretted doing it actually, but when I do schedule myself too closely, what happens is that I'm not able to show up as my very best self. And that's, and, that's, that's so spot on, Kimberly. And I, and I know, Janice, you've been through, you're going through an experience where you've had to take ease back and so have I. I was doing too much and I was doing too many things not well enough because the right. disappears. So any and if you don't set those boundaries, it, it can be really yeah, problematic. Yeah, the boundaries you've got to set, yeah. 
Janice? Well, I mean, it's the same. It's, it's, we get that in business that if we're, if we're trying to please all customers, be all things to all customers, we, we get and we've learned, many businesses have learned, most have learned, that it's impossible to try to be all things to all people. And so business over time has learned that we need to, to focus on the kind of client that we're dealing with. And yet somehow we haven't translated that in business uh, and then it translates into our personal lives. We haven't uh, translated that into uh, our need on a personal level to, like you said, Kimberly, is to re-energize and to understand what that actually takes for people to re-energize and that you just cannot be on whatever that is. You can't show up as your best self 24 seven uh, on demand. And, yeah. you know, it, it's just impossible. And yet it seems like that uh, it's easy for us to fall into the trap of thinking that that's exactly what we have to do. Well, I think that the thing, the thing that's going on there is we, we want to be wanted, right? So it's really right. wonderful when these opportunities show up. That's a, that's a great thing. It's a great problem to have. But I think the thing that people don't realize is that it's not just that you're not going to be able to bring your best self for that next engagement or whatever it might be. It's when you don't bring your best self to a situation, you hold on to that. You remember that. That muscle memory of I wasn't at my best is something you carry with you. And, and you know, I believe that confidence is, is knowing that we can count on ourselves. And when we let ourselves down, it erodes our confidence and we carry it with us into our future. So it doesn't just affect that one next event that we've, we've overbooked ourselves. It affects us for the long term. And so if we're really looking at building our confidence and being our best, most authentic and powerful self, what I call brave, then you really can't afford to, to erode, erode your own confidence because you, you won't be able to show up powerfully in the world for the long term. That's right. That's right. And it's interesting, um, and the same goes for when you're leading a team of people. I've got an example at the moment where they've got a lot of high-pressure high, high pressure job or, or a high-pressure output they've got to give. There's a team of five or six, and nothing can be solved by the end of the day. It's an ongoing issues and challenges as they go onto a new system. And the trouble is it's stressing this team out because they don't think they're finishing anything. Yeah. So we're now focusing and their leaders focusing on what little wins did you have today? What did you move forward with? And if they start telling themselves that, they're more likely to go home on time and not be three more hours trying to finish everything that won't be finished. Mm -hmm. So just That's trying huge. to reduce the stress. And it's the same with individuals. You just sit back and say, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. Well. Just take stock what you've done today and be comfortable with that. And there's always tomorrow. That's right. Well, and I think it, it kind of reminds me of, of some of your work, uh, Kimberly, is, is that there's a difference also between being busy and then being um, on purpose. Right. And, and in particular, having this idea of a super objective. And I'll let you explain exactly what that is, but ha having that idea of that that super objective so that we we understand and we can see 
what we're doing, why we're doing it, and what it's tracking towards. So that helps us actually take stock of those wins and, and, and really own them. Whereas otherwise, it's just, uh, you know, even how do you define a win? That's exactly. right. There are times exactly. when you're, you're, going to, you're going to work really hard and you're going to burn a lot of energy into something. And the result of that could be, who knows, how many months, maybe even a year out. And so, so where, what's the win? And who defines that that there is a win? And and how do you take in that win in a way that actually sinks in? Because that's the other thing I find is that sometimes even when people say, oh, well, you know, one of the things that will help is if I I do take stock of the wins that that I'm having. But people tend to dismiss that. It's like, well, yes, but... Oh, well, well yeah. we, we have that. It's never enough. It's never enough. Right. We never feel like we're enough. We've done enough. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and, and some of that might be societal, but I, it's, it's something that we really need to start looking at because um, we're paying a bigger price than we realize. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so I was reading, I was telling you at the beginning of the, before we started the, the podcast that I read an article just yesterday and uh, they, it was talking about burnout and how burnout creep, creeps up on us over time. And at one point in the article, they referred to it as vital exhaustion. Wow. And that word, those two words really resonated with me. Like they just popped out from the page. And I thought to myself, wow, if we stop calling it burnout, because burnout has this connotation that somehow the flame has gone out yeah, that... Yeah. The work isn't on purpose, that we've lost our way in some way that we've right. failed. So we, we right. tend to hide that. Whereas if you think of it as vital exhaustion, it's like, okay, my various vitals, right? <laughs> several of them are exhausted. And so that could be physical, yeah. it could be yeah. mental, it, mm. it could be my energy overall. And, and when I get that to say, well, my vitality is and my vitals I love are that down. oh that is so right? good and so then we could look at that and say you know what part of me is exhausted and what do i need to do to refuel that yeah, and, yeah. and i think that's so much more um it's, it's so much more powerful and empowering uh to us and to others than to say well i'm burnt out I absolutely agree. And the other thing I really love about that is you were talking about how burnout seems to insinuate that you've disconnected from purpose, you don't care anymore, whereas vital exhaustion, you can be working so hard, so passionately towards making an impact and really making a difference in your work and in the world. Um, and, and, and have vital exhaustion. And that, that's what I experience in my work is that yes. when I'm spent, it is, you're right. It's my, my vitality is, is, has yeah, been spent. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. And I think then it's so much easier to say no. I, I was working with a group of people just the other day and delivering a session on assertiveness. It's one of the seminars that I deliver. And uh, and so people were talking about, well, it, how do you say no, though? Because like right. you said, when, when it's never enough, when we're never enough, when we're never doing enough, and, there's, and, and part of that is because there's always more. We're right. always on. Yeah. Even in the yeah. podcast, look at us. Here we are. You know, Ross, you're in Australia. 
and uh, Kimberly <laughs> in Texas. I'm in Calgary, Canada. Uh, and so, so you're never, there's never not something to do. Right. Or someone that you can make a difference with or some right. value that you can create and, 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 or yeah. some demands that can be on you because we're in a 24 seven world. Absolutely. So how do you say no without saying no? If, if well, I think it says really clear boundaries, really yeah. understanding what are boundaries that you can put in place for yourself and then, and then, and then holding holding yourself accountable to maintain those boundaries. Exactly. You know, uh, for, for me, um, weekends are family time. I don't take meetings on weekends and there are a lot of people that let's connect on weekends. Let's do this. No, I, you know what? My weekends are, are for my family. And if I don't have that time, we are depleted as a unit and then we can't be there to support each other throughout the week. So, it's really getting clear on, I think it, you tie it into your values, what's most important to you, what do you need physically, you know, so my boundaries are also uh, also centered around, I know I'm an introvert, what do I need to maintain my energy, what do I do to maintain my health, you know, I have a lot of boundaries that I put in place, I, t I tend to to talk a lot about ritual, I ritualize my boundaries <laughs> as much as I ritualize my work, because if you don't, you lose them. Mm -hmm. True, very true, yes. Well, and it's interesting, Kimberly, because a number of years ago, I had someone, a, a good friend of mine who said, Janice, one of the things you need to do is you need to learn boundaries, girl. Uh, and, and I remember at the time being very resistant to that because when I heard the word boundaries, what came up for me were, were um, walls. Oh, that's and so interesting. My values is to be very open Yes, you know, hearted, open with people, connecting and so on. And so this idea of putting up walls was contrary to, to what I was doing. And so I would go and go and go until I collapsed and then I would hide behind the wall. Oh yeah. So did you reframe that for yourself? And so it only just in the last few years that yeah. it's, it's taken me that time to say, well, a boundary is not a wall. Right. And, and that's why when this, when I read this article and it said about vital exhaustion, yes, yes. what came up for me was I, it was this, this image of a dashboard and, yes. and to say, okay, I'm taking my vitals and oh, yes. my vitals are, <laughs> and you know right. that if you have a gauge that's running on empty yeah, yeah. or that's right. ready to pop right. on the other end of it, that it's way uh, overused. Yeah. You know to pair that back or to fill it up, what, whatever it is, because right. I'm telling you some important information. And so, so it's being able to reframe for me those boundaries as gauges for my ability, like how strong is the bridge? Yes. Between yeah. People. I and, started to, oh, so go ahead, Janice. Well, and, okay. and just, and just what do I need to do to ensure that it's um, that it is what it needs to be? Right. Uh, and, and what do I need to do to refuel without apologizing and without That's getting fun. to the point where I say no because I have an excuse or right. a reason? Well, versus that's self leadership, no, yes. no, because I'm saying no to this in order to say yes to something right. else. That's right. That's well, Kimberly. That's the brave leadership. Because yes. Too often yeah. we, we get burned out because we're doing what other people expect us to do. Exactly. I mean, if you exactly. rang up and said, sorry, I can't make the meeting, I've broken my leg, people go, oh, that's okay. 
But when you ring up and say, I'm just tired, oh, and you feel guilty right. by saying something right. that's not physically observable. So right. that's what it takes right. to be brave, to push back and well, be and I've, you know, I've, For me, I've learned that um, setting a boundary is actually a gift to other people because people don't don't work with me for just my information. People don't work with me just, uh, I mean, the reason they work with me is the whole energy that I bring to the conversation, the energy I bring to uh, the impact I can make. Yeah. And if I can't bring that energy, I'm cheating them. So um, I, I look at it as, as honoring my commitments to the people around me protecting and 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 really nurturing that energy so i can i can live up to the commitments i have in my life that's right because because when you're presenting people are actually sucking the energy out of you you're projecting energy and that takes it they take the energy well it depends on if you're an extrovert or an introvert extroverts are refueled by that right right. for me it doesn't i don't necessarily experience it in that in that same way i wish i did I'm, i'm introverted and it just wears me out when I have a, a day presentation. Yeah. And, 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 you know, you can love it. I mean, I love it. I love yeah, it I love so it much. Jeez, but at the about. same time, wow. <laughs> wow. Nothing left at the end. Well, nothing left. Speaking of nothing left, we've reached our time for today's podcast. So it, does, it happens pretty quickly. So thank you for joining us, Kimberly and Janice. What thank we're going so to do well. is record another podcast so we'll have a series of podcasts fantastic so, thank you for listening in our in today's podcast on uh what do you say self self-preservation i guess or <laughs> it's like thinking of yourself a bit more than being influenced by others too much and what their expectations are so until next time thanks for listening and well please visit uh, Soul Inspired Leadership's uh, website and see what we have to offer there. So thank you. Thanks, friends. Thanks.